everything we have to fear is fear itself. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always. And unfortunately, on the other end of the mic, we do not have our two other favorite hosts, Chris and Boya. They had some prior engagements, no problem, because they were holding down the show while I was dying of the bubonic plague. But tonight, we have a very special guest uh, with us tonight, Mr. Jaronism. Uh, sir, how are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to have some fun tonight, going to jump around a little bit. But before we do that, why don't you introduce yourself to somebody who may not know who you are? Sure. Uh, Jaron from Jaronism, the name of the channel. It's not a religion. It's just uh, kind of a way of saying that we should be trusting ourselves more and looking inside of ourselves more. So whatever your name is would be add ism to the end of it. And that's how you get that. And I started YouTube about seven years ago, um, found some truths, found some 9-11 stuff, found some uh, shape of the world stuff and started to make videos about it. And the rest is history. And here we are seven years later. It's been a bumpy ride, but we're still going. Absolutely. And do you do, do you do your show full time? Is that what you do? Yeah. I mean, I do quite a few things. I do crypto consultations. I do relationship counseling. I do um, streaming counseling and then my shows. So all that combined is getting us by right now. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. That's awesome, man. I'm always glad to hear stories like that because, you know, our goal as well is to go full time with the show. Nice. Um, we just kind of launched our own members section, if you will, that uh, alleviates any kind of third party uh, fingers in the pot. You know, um, mm -hmm. we're on episode like 120 something now. So, you know, we still got some some time to get to get to where we want to be. But, um, you know, it's, it's been a fun ride so far. And I, I got to say, man, I, I love what you do. I love your show. And Thanks. Uh, admittedly, I am dun, 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 a flat earther. Stupid name. But I know I hate it, too. I, I mean, I've, I've been looking into that topic for six plus years. Um, your channel was one of the ones that, that, that sparked my interest very early on. Um, I had the opportunity actually to do uh, an interview a few years back with um, allegedly Dave. Yeah, awesome. Um, he's a cool guy to talk to. Uh, and I, I love, you know, God rest his soul. Rob Skiba loved all his work on it for sure. Um, and that one was kind of a shock. I, I know when it took place for a lot of people. Um, yeah, tough one. Um, cause he's such a good guy. He's like, uh, you know, probably one of the best guys I ever met as far as, uh, just being a good person. And then also not being that kind of Christian that is, telling you you're going to go to hell and you need to do this and you need to do that. He was the kind that would just come talk to you and ask you how your wife was doing, but he would know your wife's name and he would know about you. And so he was actually somebody who made you want to be a Christian. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of a similar situation with when I met my wife. Um, I, I, I've always said that I had like a unique relationship. Like I have a unique relationship with my creator. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I read the Bible. Um, I don't necessarily practice everything that it says to the right. fullest extent. Right. I mean, if you want to get into like old Judaic law and things like that, like I have tattoos, my ears are stretched. I got all this stuff, you know, like, like fuck is one of my favorite words, you know, but 
when I met my wife, she was a little bit turned off to Christianity, if you could do it in air quotes, because of people like that. that right. You're burning in hell. You know, if something bad happens in your life, it's because you were doing this or doing that. And I said, honey, uh, not not quite, not quite. Those are those are the are, you know, the Christian equivalent of people that strap vests on themselves and blow themselves up for. a Right. Bit, you know? <laughs> uh, that's that's the way I equate it anyways. But um, yeah, man. So uh, why don't we get why don't we get into a little bit of flat earth? Um, okay. I had some questions uh, for you and and, and I'm, I'm sure some people in the chat uh, will we'll pop in here on, on Rockfin in just a bit. I know it takes a minute for people to get in there, but um you know, when I got into it, and it, admittedly, because I am writing a book right now, um, it will be released in September. It'll come out September 11th. See what I did? There. Oh, very cool, very nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it, it's it's been a long time coming, and um, I always wanted to write one. And I figured if I'm going to write one, I want to do it on a subject that I feel very confident uh, about, and I know the most about. Uh, even though that that topic, I feel is ever growing you're never going to know everything about flat earth or whatever you want to call it right uh but admittedly i was introduced to the topic by for sure a guy that smoked crack on the job site for sure he did Mm -hmm. uh he just had that appearance and he was like hey man you ever looked into flat earth and this was six years ago Mm -hmm. uh and i was like okay and because we were taken so so serious the other topics that we talk about in this in this world that we live in you know the new world order the illuminati the cfr all this stuff right child trafficking you know satanic cults all that stuff we take that stuff very seriously so we're like i i took it upon myself to say hey i don't want flat earth to taint all of this other stuff because unfortunately things do right for sure and it was like one door after another after another. And it wasn't one YouTube video when you could still find it on YouTube. Or it wasn't one right. uh, you know, book that I had read. It was f- a good, I would say, four years before I was like, okay, I got to put my chips into one corner. And the corner is, in my opinion, through the evidence that I found, it is flat and motionless. Now, is it... Uh, does it go on forever? I don't know. Is it square? Is it rectangular? Is it right. octagon? I don't know. It's for sure not a spinning ball. And in my opinion, it's for sure flat and motionless. The uh, three-dimensional shape of it is, I don't know. Um, but how did you, how did you, how did you get involved with, with that movement? Well, it started just kind of, uh, I quit my job as a store manager of a drugstore. So formerly Long's Drugs, you probably remember that if you're from yep. California. Yes, and sir. Then, uh, I got, you know, we got bought out by CVS and they were just a completely different outfit. They wanted monkeys. They didn't want anybody who thought, uh, you know, Long's is great. They let us run the store like it was our own. That's what they told you. Run the store like it's your own. You know, if you lose money, we'll fire you. If you make money, we'll promote you. So I really liked it with uh, Long's. And then when they became CVS, they just uh, told me to get rid of certain employees that I liked because they made too much money and they were just demanding and, and I didn't like it anymore. And I was talking to my wife and she just said, well, let's let's try and do something on our own. Do you think you can work from home? We had just gotten married. We had just bought a house and it was like bad timing. And we were like, well, let's, sure. we, she had a large book collection. So did I, we said, let's try and sit, do a bookstore. Um, so we, we tried to go the same route as Jeff Bezos. Unfortunately, he did a little slightly better than I did in his endeavors. But um, so we uh, spent a bunch of time. I quit my job. I spent a bunch of time bulking up this bookstore and inventorying all of our books and getting it all ready. And then we realized that, oh shit, we don't have any customers. So kind of the thing we forget about, you can't just open a website and people just randomly show up. 
So I had a lot of uh, free time. I started writing some articles for some crypto websites. And then in 2014, um, my wife and I really dug through because I was raised Catholic. She was raised Bible believing Christian. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of got to that conversation of what would we raise our child and this and that. We were kind of going back and forth. And she said, well, we have to go by the Bible. The Bible's God's word. I said, no, the Bible's been written by man. And you know, so we had this little kind of confrontation. And then we said, well, let's pray to God that we can have a year to seek him uh, outside of the Bible. Because we were both raised like if anything comes from outside the Bible, it's from Satan. <laughs> right, so right, 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 right. we you know, held hands, prayed to God to give us a year. And we, we took that year. And within like six months... Um, we had come to the pretty conclusive uh, conclusion that we didn't think that the Bible was uh, divine. There's too many weird things in it. It's not perfect. It's got missing, missing. Um, yeah, it's just all over the place, and it, it just didn't seem like a divine book. Is it well written? Sure, it's you know one of the greatest books ever, and uh, certainly one of the oldest. But as far as um, really reading it for ourselves and seeing things in there, I mean, I remember one thing that we read. We're like, what? Like when Noah gets off the boat. And uh, God tells him, okay, now you go be fruitful and multiply now. Um, It says the next sentence is, then Noah uh, gave a burnt sacrifice, a burnt offering of all the clean animals to God. But there was only two. Mm -hmm. So we're like, what if you kill the animals when there's two, then there's none. And even Mm -hmm. if you kill one, then there's there's only one and that one can't have a baby. Mm -hmm. So we're like, why is that in the Bible? Like just weird things that we saw that we'd never seen before that people just kind of glaze over. And... So we just came to that conclusion ourselves. And so we then became like atheists for like six months. And I really wanted to get into debating Christians because I thought they were dead wrong at that point. And I said, oh, the, you know, people need to hear this. They're in a cult. And so I started to do research on evolution and things like that. And I mean, within a week, I saw that what we were looking at was a bigger religion than even the religion I was in. Right. So, uh crazy the the militant kind of people that are there that will you know if you go into a chat room and say oh i think the earth might be six thousand years old i mean you'll just get attacked and they they won't even know what they're attacking and they'll say well we know because carbon dating and i was like no that's not carbon dating it only goes back you know twenty thousand years so i was like finding myself almost arguing with those guys and i would get ganged up on them like man this is weird i'm one of you why are you getting but i knew the argument points a little bit better and i knew there was some holes in some stuff like evolution that i couldn't quite get my hand around Mm -hmm. and so i was very confused and i kept looking for these answers and i'm like these these answers don't exist it's like they don't you know did we never see a species change species and have we never seen a one cell go to two cell or a bacteria become something else and as i saw these i said okay we gotta let's just throw all of our beliefs away i said because here's the thing we were taught our beliefs right we were given them to us and i said i think i would feel better finding out things and then adding them to the truth category when they got proven to be true to me. So she agreed. We said we'd start over and we kind of did erased everything that we knew. And within like a couple of days, she's looking out her bedroom window and she says, do you think the earth could be flat? And I'm like, what? Hell no. What are you talking about? <laughs> said planes go around it. You went to the East and went to Germany. I went to the West and went to Philippines. I said, you know, we know that where you start, you come back if you go around the earth. And I said, it's ridiculous. And, you know, I kind of even called, maybe called her stupid. And she said, um, Oh, I thought we were thought we were, you know, going through all of our beliefs again. I'm like, well, some beliefs are fundamentally true. Some mm-hmm. beliefs we don't need to revisit, like the shape of the earth. We don't need to revisit that. So she kind of went away. And it was a week or two after that that I was looking up something about the moon landing. 
and happened on Eric Dubay's website where he has a picture of the azimuthal equidistant map, you know, the AE map, they call yep. it. And uh, staring at that and realizing that planes can go around it, it was such a it was such a uh, heartbreaker for me, not a heartbreaker, but more like a just earth shattering kind of revelation that for something I was so sure of that, no, you cannot be on a flat earth and, and, and fly around and start. And then to see that map and you just kind of realize, and I'm like, you know, almost getting this hot sweat. It's like nervous. And then I realized, oh, well, that map doesn't work because people can north, 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 south circumnavigate and this map doesn't allow it. So I said, okay, I just need to prove to myself that that happens. And then I don't even need to bring it up to my wife that she kind of may have been right. So sure. I went looking and couldn't find anybody. I mean, billions of people have circumnavigated east, west. And there's like two that claim to have done it over the course of four years and one of them's uh, this Sir Ranul Fines, and anybody with a Sir in front of their name, he's a Freemason. He's a um, cousin of the Queen. He's a third baronet or something, you know. So I realized that we had a problem, and mm -hmm. then brought it up to my wife. And so by, I remember Thanksgiving of 2014, we were at my mom's house, and we were laughing at the dinner table, like, imagine if anybody knew that we believe the Earth is flat. So that was before I ever made a video or anything. It was just our own belief. It was just us two. In fact, we searched on YouTube and didn't find anything. There was like a guy named God Rules Saint talking about it, but that's about it. And then um, she told me as we started looking into it a little bit more, she said, you need to make videos, make a video on YouTube. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And I don't want to be on camera. And so I said, we'll just keep looking and see what other people are doing. So come February, I guess it was 2015. I just happened to search flat earth one day on, and then up came this flat earth clues. Like, well, what is this? You know? So five minutes into the first one, I'm yelling at my wife, you got to get in here. So we watched that one and were kind of uh, sold from the beginning. But uh, at that time, I was still pretty open to the fact if it could still be a globe, I just hadn't seen the evidence of it yet. Now, at this point, that's kind of left the building for me because there's so many things wrong and there's so many things that are an issue for me that it would take a lot of things, not just, oh, we did this one thing and it showed it or we did. So uh, that's changed for me that um, I used to think that there was a, you know, maybe it was still a globe. Maybe I just didn't understand it. But now I see everybody else that doesn't understand it. Because when you start to dig into it and you know what these guys did back with Edwin Hubble and you know what's gone on with current guys like George Ellis and Einstein and their belief in you can't prove that the earth moves and what what relativity brought on and how it corrected the Michelson-Morley experiment. Mm -hmm. So once I saw all that, then it was full board. I, and then I saw Mark Sargent's presentation method, which was to show images and just talk. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I can do that. I can show images and talk. You know, to, you know, and then I said, if somebody calls me stupid, I'll just say, oh, it was that guy's idea or something. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so, and then once I started, I just right from the start, got so many emails and messages from people saying, please continue on. I've always thought this, but I can't say it. I tried to bring this up at work and I got laughed at. So please since you're doing it, continue on, keep pushing uh, because a lot of us can't. So that was a big um, push. And then, you know, after a year or two, the amount of people that emailed me to say that they had found the creator through my content was really uh, heartwarming just to, to hear that. And it kind of gives you, um, you know, cause there's a lot of hate that it seems like you bring when you talk about the subject, or, but to know that you are bringing some people back, either they were atheists or they had gotten away from religion because of Christianity or something. And then to see the kind of way that I talked about it and the way I see God, then I think that that brought a lot of people um, back. So that right. so that's uh, kind of the story. And then from there, just kept adding on. 
uh, as far as shows and guests and hosts and different types of shows. And I'm always trying something new, trying to find something that's um, going to stick. But uh, yeah, that's basically where I'm at. It's awesome, man. And to hear a story like that is really great, especially when, uh, you know, people are, are sending and sending messages and sharing their their experience as well as, as, as finding the creator in their own way through the work that you do. And, you know, we've even had some people talk to us about, you know, hey, if it wasn't for you three in your show, I might not even be here anymore. And, and to hear that as a podcaster, you're like, right what like you know in our heads we're just you know i'm a, I'm an electrician uh a boy is a, a mechanic and, and and chris is a cop so it's, it's to us in our heads that's what we are and we just do a show a couple times a week um so it it, it does mean a lot and, and and the research that people put into to topics like this are are, are very important and it you know flat earth aside i mean the messages that, that people are bringing up to have these deep uh, conversations, um, I think that are actually what's really changing the world. Um, and maybe it's in a slow way. Maybe we don't see it all because so many people are in, engrossed with, you know, what's on the screen or what's on their phone sure. or TikTok or, you know, whatever. Um, so it might not seem like it's making an impact, but I truly believe that it does. And um it, it, it is awesome to hear a story like that. And I wanted to ask you too, because I know you're involved with, uh, I don't even want to call it a documentary that came out on Netflix. Oh, I felt, piece. I was just going to say, I to me, it was a hit piece. I've never talked to Mark Sargent. I would love to have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. But when they showed like this 35 minute clip of a potential, they presented it as like a relationship with him and that chick. I can't remember her name. Patricia. A Patricia, yeah, that like they had like this thing going on and they were talking. I'm like, what does this have to do with flat earth? At that point, everyone who was watching the doc should have been like, oh, this is this has nothing to do right with you know, even the topic that was talking on. And I know I've seen some clips of like the the light test that was done and it's chopped up and edited and stuff like that. And there's right. a there's a twenty there's a twenty-four hour Discord uh like flat earth debate that they have and and sometimes they put out clips um as as far as this podcast goes and and they'll constantly debate and um one of the ones they brought up was a laser test and it's just fascinating with when you look at some of these people that are involved with this movement how much research they've actually done with trig and laser experiments and and moonlight tests and and you know p1000 tests and all this stuff um uh nathan oakley i used to watch his stuff a lot i mean i don't Me i don't say i don't necessarily watch it anymore because i feel like they just destroy anybody and nothing really new is kind of <laughs> happening not to not to shit on them i think they have a great show right. um but when he introduced to me i think the the really because I, I always equate flat earth and do a couple different things and i talk about this in my book like i think there's a lot of evidence that is factual that you can absolutely prove. And then there's a lot of evidence that's circumstantial that kind of builds the story yes. uh, even more. Right. Um, but one of the ones for me that was just absolutely fascinating when they were talking about uh, having gas pressure without a container and mm -hmm. it's extremely important. And um, it, it's fascinating to me that uh, a, a lot of people that claim that they believe in, in science and I'm talking like book talks, book, book taught science. Right. They discuss things like, Oh yeah, that's easily uh, explained away with um, a gradient. I'm like, well, yeah, but the antecedent to a gradient is pressure. So if there's pressure, sure, there's a gradient, but 
you can't pressurize gas without a physical container. It's a gas law. Right. And, you know, you start talking about these things. I think a lot of people don't understand that there is that aspect to flat earth because it's not just talking about like, yeah, you see too far. Of course you can see too far. Right. But no, that's, that's so very surface level, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more that goes into it and so many things that you uncover from the bias in science that, you know, we're all taught that science is almost, it's, they almost teach it like it's uh, otherworldly beings doing it. They have no preconceived biases. They're just honest men who sit down and really test and really report what they see. And that's the way that I was raised. And that's the way that I always thought it was. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as you look into this and you realize that there's probably not more biased people than scientists. That oh, yeah. You know, they, they have a going belief and a, a going way. And so this is why they have peer review so that there's 400 people that all believe that same general idea. And so they don't allow papers in that would upset that current paradigm. Um, so the whole thing is kind of a sham to begin with. Uh, you can tell by listening to Richard Dawkins, listening to Lawrence Krauss and Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and Brian Cox. Um, these guys are just uh, over the top ridiculous and they'll say nonsense and people just believe them. The other day I was listening to, uh, Brian Cox say that in his mind, uh, nobody in the history of the world has ever thought the earth was flat. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, every single culture until <laughs> this one. Yeah. That's, that's historically inaccurate. Yeah. It's just a dumb statement to make. And so, um, and you know, and the same thing, Bill Nye to say, I mean, why can't we see across like, why can't we see across the Atlantic ocean from New Jersey to Spain? Just stupid shit that people who are scientists or people who are played one on TV, at least. Mm -hmm. should be smart enough to know that we can't even see a few hundred miles that the atmosphere right. becomes uh, opaque. And that's just how it goes. Now, is there sometimes that it clears up? Can you be at altitude and see maybe 500, 1,000 miles? Maybe. But that's the limit. That's, that's it. So when you have somebody who's a science guy say, why can't we see across lake or you know, see across the Atlantic Ocean? It's like, what do you, that's the worst possible air you would ever look across mm -hmm. right above the ocean. And right. it's 2,500 miles. So anything that is of any size is too small to see in that distance. Think about everything reduces its size with distance. So even yeah, inverse square law. About, yeah. And even when you're talking about a gigantic mountain or something, there's nothing you're going to be able to see from 2,500 miles. Right. So yeah. th those kind of things. And then people will run around and they'll just repeat those things. And th that's upsetting. But no, I think it's more about what it does to you as a person, what it can do yes. to open your mind to anything. Once you realize you can be lied to about something so fundamental, then all of a sudden you're alert. You know, none of us fell for the COVID nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, none of us fell for the vaccine nonsense because we had um, already seen what they're capable of. And mm -hmm. so it just kind of gives you a little bit more armor to deal with these uh, psychopaths. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll throw another. I'll personally throw another name in there. This guy annoys the living shit out of me. And I... I I haven't seen him in a long time. I know he used to do a lot of debates with Dr. Dino. Uh, was it, his name was uh, Raw? Oh, Arn Raw. Arn Raw. Yeah, that guy's a fucking slayer wannabe is what he is in my opinion. Disgusting human, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, and and the, the rhetoric that he used to go back and forth with with Kent Hovind and, and Kent Hovind is a little far out there even for me, you know, but I thought right. he he's a good debater, I, I thought. Um but he would be like, you know, that that's a clad and I'm looking for this. I'm like, well, you're also trying to put things 
you're asking for definitions that were created by a community that already does not want a creator to exist. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. That's the biggest thing is if you don't want that, this is why it shouldn't be surprising to people when Simon Dan or these guys go on these hit pieces constantly and have this channel that's doing really well and they're making money, but they're also deathly afraid of any kind of creator or anything coming to upset their science belief. I mean, Simon Dan has tattoos on his arm of all these guys' names, Newton, uh, Galileo, uh, Sagan. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe you do. I don't know anybody in my entire life that has men's names tattooed on themselves other than their family. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have your son, maybe your father, maybe Jesus Christ. Beyond that, I really don't know any men that tattoo themselves with other men's names. So obviously it becomes like a religion for these guys. And they're going to uh, fight it, even if it takes lies, even if it takes name calling. It's just how they are. Yeah. So, you know, I fell into the trap a few first couple of years of thinking this was a good to debate these guys like I could convince them. And then you realize, wait, there's nothing in the world that could convince them. Sure. Just it's it's happen. it's the same people that, that really fell and believed in that, you know, COVID cult. It's the same people that still wear masks. Yep. Uh, you know, we talked about it on a, on a show we did a few, a, a few months ago now that the people that are still individually wearing masks and gloves and doing all that. These were the, these were, uh, I would, it's sad to say it. And I don't want to say like I'm shitting on these people, but they were kind of the outcasts of society before COVID and they didn't have a group. They didn't have a clique. They didn't have any power. Um, they didn't have anybody that they felt saw them or accepted them. They were trying to exist in a very big world. Mm. Um, and then they got into this group and they were part of something. And once that group kind of dissipated, they can't let go of it because they've And I think in their minds and maybe I'm far off here, but I think they finally felt like they existed or that they were noticed. And it's a shame that a lot of people feel that way. But um, that and plus, I think they feel like they are saving a life, yeah. <laughs> which is something a lot of people don't ever get to do in their life. And so this was one way for them to do it and kind of act real proud that they were helping humanity survive and, and all that. Right. Um, yeah. Now, uh, before we, we, we transition here, um, I wanted to mention one other thing about flat earth that I thought was really fascinating. It's a fascinating argument. In my opinion, I know they talked about it a lot on, uh, Nathan Oakley's channel, um, with the Coriolis effect or, or the 15 degree deviation that we, that you should see that we don't see. Mm -hmm. And one interesting argument that I've always found that they kind of, uh, I feel like gl Globers, right? Mm -hmm. Globers shoot themselves Hel in the foot. Heliosexuals. Heliosexuals. I like it. That's going to go on a t-shirt. That <laughs> um, they really shoot themselves in the foot with. They say, yes, Coriolis effect is real. It does It does exist, right? It affects certain things, right? Okay. Um, now, if you look at something like uh, long-distance shooting, I think the longest recorded kill of a sniper was over two miles i think mm -hmm. it was a canadian sniper that did it heard something like that yep right which is an insane shot yes now you could say that well he either did a calculation for not just elevation but wind and uh I don't, I don't exactly know what goes into a long distance shot. I know there's a few things they got to calculate for, but it's not like they have a big blackboard and they're doing calculations. It's all right. with their instruments, right? Either that instrument calculated for the rotation of the earth or there is no rotation. 
that they have to uh, uh, account for. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, yeah, there's a, a pendulum, a fulcrum's pendulum, right? Mm-hmm. That demonstrates the spin of the earth. I had someone tell me, because I'm in the construction industry, I had someone once tell me that uh, a plumb bob only works because of gravity. <laughs> and I said, well, shouldn't the plumb bob be always moving because of the spin? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, no, because this is this is what they said. Now, this is just a random person, right? Right. Saying, well, no, actually, it's because it's fixed on the earth. If it wasn't fixed to the earth, you would see a deviation. I said, oh, like a sniper. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, <laughs> yeah, of course. I was like, well, you know that they don't calculate for anything like that. Well, it's only over certain distances and it's with certain heights. I'm like, you guys don't realize that you're kind of just going in this circle. And a lot of times I think what happens is people aren't willing to accept something that's new. So they will reflect on the argument itself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's a, it's a logical fallacy in order to do that. Right. But uh, one thing that, 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 that was just very fascinating to me that, okay, either plumb bobs shouldn't work and door frames should be, you know, uneven everywhere. And there's no way to find a right angle on, on the floor or whatever, all these, all these things that you know, the math that we use in the construction industry, or there's just no spin, there's no deviation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the science that, that we're taught in school um is it's such a dishonest because i think science is a beautiful thing and it's used for miraculous things absolutely incredible things and that is the farthest thing from that what we're given in a textbook yeah they they lie about it too and they teach you a certain methodology that is great if it was followed then they follow it up with a bunch of scientific facts and we don't know how to put it together that maybe some of those things didn't go through those particular steps right Mm-hmm. So, you know, we know what pseudoscience is, and there's, you know, an interview with Michu Kaku saying that nobody that he knows of in his um, field, which is theoretical physics, uses the so-called scientific method. Just in that one quote alone is an admission that what you're doing is pseudoscience, because right. the definition of pseudoscience is, per, you know, calling something science that doesn't go through the scientific method. So that's what theoretical physics is. That's what a lot of this... Um, And if you think about it, think of all the practical sciences that we have, and you're able to go and test and verify and make sure. But what they're talking about in the sky is just an open slate of nonsense. Mm -hmm. There is no secondary person to go and verify these things. Now, somebody might say, oh, well, Japan went and, okay, well, if you're talking about countries, yeah, they're probably all in bed, um, you know, stealing money from their their country. But things like the Foucault pendulum and other such devices, I always, you know, you always have to bring up, well... Einstein, for one, basically saying that there is, he's come to the conclusion that there is no mechanical or optical experiment that shows that the earth moves. So th- there's a reason why they don't just say Foucault's pendulum, because Foucault's pendulum does not prove one or the other. People think it proves things. This is how mm-hmm. we've gotten so trapped in people believing. Like, how many people you think if I held up a item and dropped it and then asked the per- let's say I have 100 people. And I asked them, does that prove gravity? The shocking number of people that would say yes. Mm -hmm. But that's not proof of anything. Showing somebody something and then saying, does that prove gravity? Well, no, of course not. Um, It could be a million other things. Just because we call it gravity doesn't mean it proves it. 
So uh, I think that people get stuck a lot in this um, belief that science goes through the scientific method and everything is, is on the up and up. I always read this quote by George Ellis, who's one of the you know, top 10 uh, cosmologists or, or uh, physicists in the world. And he says that he can construct a spherically symmetrical universe with the earth at its center and that you cannot disprove it based on observations that you can only disprove it based on philosophical grounds. And he says, that, you know, in my mind, there's nothing wrong with that. However, uh, I want to put this out in the open that a lot of cosmology tries to hide that. So that one quote, again, was so eye-opening to me. Here's a cosmologist who's telling you that observationally, we see something that could be true, but we don't look there because we don't want to, because we're modest and we don't think there's any chance the earth has importance. And so we don't look in that direction. We, we do another direction. And he says, and a lot of cosmology tries to hide that. So I think it's so eye-opening that cosmology is a science. And why would there any, be any science that's trying to hide anything? Right. That's a problem. And so then you start looking into that and you see what Edwin Hubble said when he saw the universe so-called expanding. And he basically said, we have to stay away from the ancient conception of a central earth. It was an absolute horror to be in a unique position. We must avoid it at all costs. And that's simply not science. So yeah. the truth is that observationally, we are the center of the universe. That's science will never tell you that, but mm -hmm. it is the truth. You can go back and read these books and, and verify that for yourself that we are uh, in a place where everything appears that we are the center now, because science doesn't want that, doesn't believe that they've just uh, decided to shoo it away. And this is why people like Edwin Hubble are such um, big names for them, because what Edwin Hubble was able to do is to give this idea of, well, what if we lived on a balloon? If we lived on a balloon, we're all a bunch of dots on a balloon and somebody's blowing it up then every dot would get away would get further away from its from everything else mm -hmm. in which case we then would see what we see here and we wouldn't be the center of the universe well the problem of course with that is who the hell's blowing up a balloon well if people don't know this is why they say the universe is expanding this is why they say that um that you know well it's the reason why they have gone that direction so their whole entire directions have been made up in their head, meaning observationally, we look like the center. We don't have a way to prove that or disprove that. However, we don't want to do that. So we're going to make up whatever else we can find. And that became the whole story with the expanding universe and the red shifting galaxies, even though not one of us has ever seen it. If you ask somebody on the street, did you hear that the universe is expanding? Say, oh yeah, space expanding. Have you ever seen it? Do you know any, have you ever talked to anybody who's ever reported that? Oh no, I would. no, of course it's just a story, right? So once you kind of start getting through all these different, you know, gravity is the same thing. So gravity, their equations work well on Earth, works well with the solar system orbits. But then when it gets down to the galaxies, it completely falls apart. It's not right at all. So what did they do? You know, Feynman says, if your theory doesn't match the observations, th throw away the theory. And what they did is when gravity didn't match what they saw in the universe, they said dark matter, dark energy. And now 95% of the universe has never been observed. They just make believe that something's there that they've never seen, but it has to be there because gravity needs it to act the way it's supposed to. But the real reason is because if they did what science is supposed to do and got rid of that foundational belief of gravity, then how in the hell is the Earth a sphere? Exactly. Well, and then you you know start start looking at things like um, the third body problem, yep. uh, all these other things that again are 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 involved with some of the work that people are doing in flat Earth, which is very much so deeper than just like you know, the constellations never change. 
None that's observably true. They reset every year, right? This the sky is a big giant clock, and and right. So a lot of interesting things like that. And I and I will say this before we we kind of transition here that um, I always hear this, and even to people in in this like in our community that are not necessarily open to, to, to flat earth and things like that. And dude, I don't know it could be flat and hollow. There could be more land out there. The, the moon could be actually a reflection of the earth that we can't get to the other parts because they're covered in ice. There's a sun, I, you know, who knows, right? This is interesting stuff. And I love to talk about it, but the biggest hurdle people have for some reason to get over is, Oh, do you know how many people would have to be involved with that to be? The, I said, right. no, dude, we all just live through COVID. Right. They that, the whole exactly. world just convinced was just convinced to stay inside. Right. Everybody. How many people do you think were involved with that? Probably not very many. Or how about giving the mandating the world to take a vaccine that's never been taken before that's untested? I mean it's it's the right. thought of it is literally insane. You would right. never do that in any kind of situation ever, especially children. Be like, mm -hmm. "Well, how many years has this gone through testing? 20, 10? Oh, no, no, we just created it last week." Yeah. And you're going to yeah. mandate it for children. And I mean, you could technically take out the whole entire species. Yeah. It's pure insanity. Yeah. Um, I want, I wanted to sw switch gears here real quick. And I wanted to get your sure. take on this. Cause this is something that we've talked about on the show um, kind of in length. And I was thinking about it the other day. Now we've said that um, with the 2020 election, yeah, it was stolen. They cheat. Um, I don't think Trump is necessarily a, a good guy. I don't know if he's necessarily a bad guy. I would take Trump over Biden, but I would also take a box of fucking cereal over Biden at this point. I would elect uh, a, a poster as the president. I'd, I'd, I would take anything over this clone of a, of a uh, crypt keeper. <laughs> um, but we've always said on the show, something very weird is taking place. Um, not just in our country, but in the world. But if we're going to focus on the United States, because where we live, mm -hmm. that it would almost appear that we don't have a government right now. And what I mean by that is if you look all the way back to the election, leading up to the election, after the election, weird things that took place, you know, like the, no one is at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. If you look up um, Washington, D.C. right now on any search engine, it will say formerly known as District of Columbia. I don't know when that changed. It just did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Biden was not given Air Force One. He was denied entrance to the Pentagon. It seems that we just arbitrarily are giving money to Ukraine. Right. Just every other day. Yeah, here's another, I don't know, 100, 100 trillion. Here's 100 quazillion trillion dollars, yeah, right? Um, and it seems that I, I look at it like, I started looking at it like this. Um. 5g right uh i don't i don't mess with 5g uh everything in our house is is hardwired i try to keep that away from my son and my wife um you know and i've talked about this on the show we, we're gluten-free and we eat non-gmo and we don't use cleaners in our house and we've seen the That's benefits of, of, yeah. of of that um but what if you know we were told um 5g is coming out boom here's all the new phones here's the great reception you get now Here's the new phones you're going to need if you want 5G. Mm -hmm. And of course, the cell phone companies know because Edward Snowden was telling us this, that um, your phone constantly tracks where you, you're at. Well, they know that in any given time, uh, probably most people don't go without, don't go outside of a 30 mile radius of where they live. 
Now, the cell mm-hmm. phone companies know that. So imagine if they just threw up a couple extra towers and they say, oh, you have 5G now and it's not really 5G. I don't know what 5G is. You can't see it or touch it. Um, not to say that there isn't harmful uh, radio waves out there that are being admitted. But my point to that is, is, you know, what if we're just being told that Joe Biden is the president and Kamala Harris is the vice president? And what if we just don't have an acting government right now? It kind of it almost seems that way because it, it's like every press conference is in front of a green screen. Uh, it's, you know, um, and I'm not saying it's like some white hat hackers, mm-hmm. good guys, the militaries. And I don't I don't know what's going on. It would just appear that we don't have one. And it would seem that society seems to just kind of we're in this motion that we don't ever stop from, right? I still go to work. I still pay my bills. I still go get groceries. I mean, I haven't necessarily seen a food shortage where I'm at, but I we also shop at uh, like a healthier store that doesn't seem to be affected. When I look outside, nothing's burning to the ground. And yeah, gas prices were high and they seem to be coming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. It was an interesting thought experiment that I had where I was like... <laughs> It almost appears that we have no leaders on TV. We do, right? I've I've never been to Washington D.C., but everything that I've seen, no one's living there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like we're watching a movie that they put on autopilot. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if you've ever thought about that or. or, or... Yeah, I looked into it a little bit. Um, you know, for me, I I not sure that's the case but i i you know again i i'm open-minded to the fact of any kind of evidence that would lead me to think that but i do think that they are attempting to run the place just really bad they're terrible. right uh they right. run into the ground and and i think they create problems so that they can solve them so that it seems like they're needed sure um, and they do a good job of sowing division that's what all they do because they realize that if you've got 100 people that you want to have under your control well if you just have yourself and then a hundred people underneath you, well, those hundred people could get together when you start to oppress them in any way and mm-hmm. decide to overthrow you. So one way to be sure that it doesn't happen is to take 50 of them and turn the, against the other 50. And then they're so busy fighting each other that they need you at the top to police fights, put people in jail, run the courts, that kind of thing. And then also um, they need you to lead because they are busy fighting each other. So right. they never would, then you got those 50% that will never come together. So that's where we're at now is that the right and left will never come together. They've driven such a divide on purpose. It's a purposeful thing, in my opinion. I don't, I don't even think you could ever get to a 50-50 split in a country if you're really doing things. Because one side would start to add some of the other side's beliefs just so that they would become the right. So like imagine that the right just started adding a few things that the left believes to kind of get more people. And then they would take off because they would have 60% or 70%. Right. It'd be an easy victory, but they don't do that because it's meant to put that wedge in between. And I think if one started to get an overwhelming kind of lead, then they go in and fix it. So that goes back the other way. And I think all the presidents since Kennedy at least have been um, placed there or by design and that they all are left leaning progressive, um, uh, liberals and they they give they give each side what they want occasionally so for instance the right had donald trump okay great mm-hmm. now the left has biden well now because he's doing such a bad job they're going to go back to trump 
And it will kind of always be this back and forth thing so that both groups always feel like sometimes they're winning, sometimes they're losing, and it just keeps you distracted. You, this way yep. you don't ever pay attention to what's really important. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and I've said on the show myself, you know, that I personally am never going to vote ever again. I've lost yeah, I, I finally lost that illusion. Now, I might vote for some local issues that affect me yeah. in my community, right? Um I know there's a vote coming up in in Kansas where I'm at um August 2nd. It's about uh, amending our state constitution to outlaw abortion in this state. Um, it's probably going to pass because this is this state is blood red. Even though we have a Democratic governor, um, the whole state's red. Uh, it's smack dab in the middle of the Bible Belt, and it's, it's it's you know red as this bandana here. But and those are some local issues that I might get involved with because they uh, you know, affect my surroundings immediately. I've lost the the interest though in in discussing. I don't say discussing politics, but going back with the left and right, because people share things yeah. about like, you don't have to prove to me that the left is insane. No. And you also don't have to prove to me that the right are, are crooks. Right. You know, right. Like to convince yourself that there actually is a left and right paradigm that they hate each other is to say that you've never watched wrestling. And right. as a kid, I grew up, I love wrestling. I, I was watching wrestling just the other night. I was a big um, kid. There was um, I don't I haven't watched any current wrestling, but on on Peacock they have some of the older shows that are still mm -hmm. available. There was um, SummerSlam from '94, and I I was watching it the other night. I was like, this is fans take me right back to when I was a kid. But I know that Bret Hart and Owen Hart didn't actually hate each other in the cage match, right? I know that right. now, but there's still adults today that believe that. Um, you know, uh, um, Dan Crenshaw, the one-eyed butt pirate from the the Council on Foreign, not Council on Foreign, uh, Young Global Leaders, is mm -hmm. somehow against the left on on in in Texas when yeah, right. they belong to the same you know uh, country clubs. They go to the same groups. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 ridiculous to me, and I finally have been able to break away from that, and. Um, you know, even when something happens in society where you saw the, uh, the, the ritualistic slap of Chris Rock by, mm -hmm. by Will Smith, right? We talked about it on the show briefly. And, and uh, you know, I was making this point about like there's some, um, I guess, uh, Republican pages that will follow from our show's page. Um, and, and we're watching some of these videos that they're posting and they're just like, look at, look at the left just eating themselves alive. I'm like, <laughs> it's not that's such surface level stuff, you know, like you're, it's, it's more of you using that as a distraction, just like when Ukraine kicked off, we were, I mean, standing on soapboxes about like, it's all BS. This is not what's happening. What is exactly happening? I'm not exactly sure, but I don't, it's not Russia invading Ukraine because they're big, bad communists. Right. Right. There's so much more to that, especially when the ghost of Kiev came out with video game footage and mm -hmm. fake war footage. I'm like, guys, this is wag the dog. Everyone needs <laughs> to chill out. And for all the especially the Republicans that were out there banging the war drum, I'm like, you better get your ass down to the recruiting office because I'm not right. going to war. And thankfully, my son's only one. So he's not going to war. But um, it's just the never ending cycle. Uh, of garbage and trash and like you said things to keep us divided mm -hmm. yeah for sure 
and they've gotten really good at you know dictating to people what they believe and here's what i want from anybody is that i want your honest opinion that's it right i mean i'm not even demanding i don't say you have to get everything right i just want to hear people's opinions and then i listen to them and i can kind of weigh yeah, that sounds right that doesn't sound good and then i push what works with me into my truth column and leave the other stuff in the back of my mind but then sometimes three four months six months a year down the road something else will be said and i'll tie it back together with that i'm like oh my god that guy was right mm -hmm. and then i can move that forward so that to me is all i want because what we get on tv on social media is all simply um scripted nonsense right every newscaster is reading a, uh, from a teleprompter every actor is obviously reading a script even the sports guys are afraid to speak up unless they're speaking exactly what the woke culture wants them mm -hmm. so I, I really now see those people as cucks, really, like Simon Dan or somebody like that. So if I wanted to know your opinion on certain subjects, I'd have to go to you and ask you because mm -hmm. I don't know what you believe. But somebody like that is really a waste of space because they don't have any belief different than what they've been told to believe. So I don't need to go to him and ever if, for instance, I don't need to ask him if he believes in the vaccine. I don't need to ask him if he believes in COVID. I don't need to ask him if he believes in the great attractor or the sun is 867,000 miles wide. Cause of course he does. Cause he doesn't have any beliefs that are his, his beliefs have been handed to somebody else. So I, I can't imagine a more shit existence than having somebody hand me my entire beliefs. I would rather believe everything I come up with on my own and be wrong about every single bit of it. To right. get to my end of life and realize everything I believed is wrong. I'd rather that than to get to the end of my life and be like, Oh yeah, everything I believed is is true and i was told exactly what to believe and um i don't think that's even a human and i even think it might be part of the test here yeah you know that was one of the great awakenings that i had um very recently in my life was learning about tartaria and the mud flood and all that stuff and right. as soon as i learned about that i was like oh i don't know anything and then at the time too i'm thinking like i have a son now and and my wife and i would like to have more children and i'm like i don't even know what to teach them because i don't know and teach them to be open-minded to everything right right yeah I don't know about you i was never taught that nobody told me hey what you're learning in school may not be the, the truth right yeah and it was one of those things i made a joke i said um you know the one day that my son you know gets a little older and he says dad who built the pyramids and my answer would be like not slaves but i don't know <laughs> not slaves and flip-flops but right. i don't know who built the pyramids you know no. Um, and I think that's part of the process for everybody is, is it's okay to not know the answer. And see, they don't teach that. They want people to feel like you have to know the answer and you have to get it from this lady standing at the front of the class. Who's teaching the exact lesson plan that we gave her, um, which is exactly what you would do in, in an indoctrination situation or, uh, any kind of brainwashing situation is you would kind of get everybody in the room and okay, now everybody believes this is where they're supposed to be and that they're getting the truth. And, and then they do an excellent job of weeding out those who, think outside the box, right? So if you have a question about homework or you don't understand why we're doing a certain project, well, then that's those people go to the office and speak mm. to the principal. It's the people who sit there and do whatever assignment you give them and will do anything you tell them to do to get the grades and become the next professors. And that's why they want them. They don't want anybody to think, I wonder if evolution has any holes in the theory. If you're teaching evolution, they want you to do exactly what they say, believe it and teach it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why my wife and I have made the decision that we're going to homeschool our son. Good. Um, and any future children we may have, they're going to be homeschooled as well. I know uh, my sister does it with her kids and, and my brother did it with his kids. And um, so it's, you know, it is, it, it is. And I have heard a lot of people say like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have kids. Look at the society the way it is. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but the society, the way it is, 
only exists if you choose to exist in that society. Correct. Right. I mean, yeah, that really up throughout tomorrow if they wanted to. It's just everybody's too afraid. And we've got, you know, way more than 50 percent of this country that seems to want to be controlled and, and led and told yeah. what to do. It's easy. It's easier that way. And that's it. And it all comes well, down to laziness. Yeah. Um, one somebody told me years ago, hey, if you want to you want to know how to make money. And I was like, yeah, you know, tell me. And he said, well, what invent something that makes people lazier. Like, okay. Yeah. And then I just kind of shoot it away for a couple of years. But then as all these things started happening, like bottled water and then uh, DoorDash, right? Like if somebody would have came to me literally and said, Jaron, for a thousand dollars, you can get half of the ownership of DoorDash. And I'd be like, what's that? Oh, well, we're going to deliver fast food and things like that to people's houses. I would laugh in their face. So what are you talking about? Who in the hell would do that? You can get in your car and go, well, sure enough, it, people are lazy asses and they want to not want to cook and they just want to order Burger King or whatever and sit home and, and get it. So I, when you're talking about conspiracies, really what we're saying when we say do your own research, research flat earth, is we're giving people homework assignments that require them not to be lazy. So nobody wants that. And no. it's, it's a very difficult sell to somebody. They have to really, and I believe truth is found to those who seek it. And yes, it won't come to those who don't. So yeah. I've kind of seen evidence of that. Without a doubt, man. It's very beautifully said. Now, before we end the show tonight, why don't we talk a little bit about crypto sure. um, and, and how you got involved with it, the, the courses that you do and where you see it going. I know there's a lot of back and forth right now about crypto. And I, I take it like, I look at it like a lot of people get too... Um, up in arms about the intentions of it, where it came from, how it could be used, how it is being used instead of just not like, it doesn't even have to affect, affect your life in that way. And a lot of people mm. do. I know um, some people were sharing some information with us when they were talking about, this was a few weeks ago. Now this is right before like the black plague invaded my life. Um, they were talking about, oh, the uh, Joe Biden is going to give over the uh, sovereignty to the WHO. And I said, how is he going to give my sovereignty to right. anybody right. until someone knocks on my door from the WHO with a needle in their hand? It right. affects my life zero. Not to say that there isn't an active war being fought, oh, the man. truth, right? Um but I have nine nine different guns in my house and, and, and like 5,000 rounds. You better have brought more than two people, you know, if that's right. the case. But that doesn't affect me in that way. And I kind of look at crypto the same way. I own some crypto. It's kind of all over a little bit and I keep it in cold wallets. Um, it doesn't control my life or rule my life. When it goes up, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. When it goes down, I'm like, shit. Oh, well, let's sit on it. You know what I mean? So, but with that being said, where do you stand with it? Well, I, I definitely try and tell people that it'll never go anywhere. It's, it, it, I don't think people understand the technology, but what it is is simply an idea when it's the law of big numbers being used to create opened accounts that anybody can go grab an account with a password and a username or a, an address and put money in it. And it becomes basically like a, a Swiss bank account. But the, I, I hear people say all the time, like, oh, crypto is going up, you know, it's going belly up or it's going to crash or Okay, but I'm like, but you do realize it's never going anywhere. You're, there's no chance that you wake up in 20 years and there is no crypto because it's not that kind of technology. Anybody can do it now. And that's why there's 400,000 coins when there was none a couple of years ago. It's because as soon as Bitcoin proved itself that it works, then everybody can jump on. And now, so it'll never go anywhere. It doesn't matter what they try and do. They can't, it can't go anywhere. So I think to not pay attention to it, to not learn about it is would be foolish. Um 
as far as me, I teach a very specific type of, you know, buying and holding because in 2012 and 13, I was writing for uh, Bitcoin websites, but I got paid in Bitcoin. I was the head safety and security writing writer for uh, BitScan and then for CryptoCoins News. And I was writing articles and banging them out and they were paying me in crypto. At the time, crypto was worth, um, Bitcoin was worth like 200 bucks. So at one time I had like 55 Bitcoin in a wall safe. And at the time I kind of started to see a problem with Bitcoin. I saw too many people losing money, too many people losing their life savings. And so I was like, this sucks because being a safety and security writer, I'm like, what am I supposed to do at the end of every article? Say, now remember, here's the 10 things you have to do to, like, I didn't want sure. to just read my article and go do something and then lose money because of it. So I ended up uh, getting out of that and not doing that anymore. And then I just kind of told my wife, here's the great thing. I said, I'm going to start doing some other things. We've got Bitcoin in the safe. If we need to sell some, if we don't make enough money to get by for that month, then we'll sell some. So over the course of about the next three years, Bitcoin went to 400 to 600 to 800 to 1000 so we sold a bunch and went to you know 1200 we sold a bunch and went, i think we sold the last one when it was like 1500 which at the time seems like a great come up i was sure. getting paid when it was worth 200 now i mean my wife and i were laughing when it was 1500 we're like oh my god this this is like you got paid seven times as much as you should have for your mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. right? instead of making 75 dollars an article i was making 500 dollars an article Mm -hmm. So it seemed like a no-brainer to cash in. And then also I had so many problems with it. I said, well, Bitcoin's never going to take off, so it's okay to get rid of this. The problem with that line of thinking is that Bitcoin can be innovated on, which is something we don't get in the in the world because people get patents. So right now, if you have a product or some sort of invention, you'll go get a patent and nobody else can do it. So you're the only one. You can charge whatever you want for it. You can overcharge people and nobody, and it doesn't even get improved upon. So with crypto, it's all open source. So everything, you know, the Bitcoin code came out. Somebody took it and said, I'm going to tweak this and make it private. And then came Monero. I'm going to take this, make it cheaper. Then came Litecoin. So it's all these updates and um, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get easier to use, easier to transfer, safer. That's all going to come with innovation. And then realizing that that money would have been worth about three and a half million told me that, you know, I could have retired. I should have worked at Taco Bell for five years and just let that mature rather than selling it to, you know, stay around. Right. So, it taught me though that um, that I, and I still hope that that's the case right now. Although I got a lot of people involved, and then in the last year it's kind of taken a, a, a shit. But I tell them, if you're buying to gamble, it's dumb. If you're trying to sure. double your money, triple your money, you know, if you've read uh, Robert Kawasaki's book uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad," he describes it really well about that we think like poor people, and because we are poor, and poor people will remain poor because they think like poor people. For instance. If you went to a casino with a thousand bucks and you came home with 2000, that's a great come up for you, but it's absolutely nothing to your life. It will never do anything to your life. It doesn't change a thing. And actually even bigger and bigger amounts of money don't do anything either. If you won $40,000 today, it would do nothing for your life. Would you be able to live a little bit more freely for the next couple of months? And would you be able to maybe buy a used car? Sure. But I'm saying those kind of like life changing money that, that rich people fall into, um, they, they used what's called delayed gratification, but the difference is, is that they don't have to delay gratification because they're rich, whereas we do. If we're going to have money in the future, you have to delay your gratification today. You can't go out and buy new TVs and new cars and new iPhones and things like that and be broke at the end of every month because then you'll forever be that. And you'll never get out of that. You'll never get a new house. You'll never um, propel yourself into that next echelon. So right. And he, t he tells the story of there was this property across the street from his house and it was like 30,000 bucks. And, um, you know, he went and bought it and then they put it on the shelf for like 
18 years and then Hilton came into town and the city had kind of grown a little bit. And I think the 8.9 million or something Hilton paid for that property that he had paid 30,000 for. So that's the kind of life-changing money that happens. Whereas if you or I bought that $30,000 property and three years later it was worth 90,000, we're fucking selling. Mm -hmm. So that's thinking like a poor person. That's why we remain poor. And it's taught to us that way. It's why they teach us that doubling your money is great. Yeah. Or tripling your money is great. Well, no rich person doubles their money. They many times over multiply their money. Yeah. And and again, it's easy for rich people because they can go buy that property for 30000 shelve it, and not care because they've gotten millions in the bank. And they, what difference does it make? For you and I, we we spend 30000 on that, we're going to be hurting. Right. So, so I think uh, I try and teach people when it comes to crypto. Uh, I make it easier for them. We do consultations where you know within an hour they can get in, they can buy they can get a wallet, download it, teach them how to use it, teach them how to remain safe. Just because that learning curve is what sucks. It's the um, that first month or two, if especially if you're going on your own where you're you're timid, you're scared, it's frightening because everything seems like you know, is this the right thing? Is this the right thing? So when you have somebody walk you through it, it just makes it much more um, understandable, acceptable. And then like, oh, that's it. I always get that. Well, that's it. That's it. you know, it's like, yeah, that's it. It's just, there's two fucking buttons, send or receive. This ain't difficult. You know? Yeah. Yeah. options in there no and that's kind of where we were you know we're at with it was we, we get a lot of people that ask questions about it and, and to us because we're uh, i don't say we are authorities on different things but we have a following now and and and, mm -hmm. and so people ask us questions about different topics and and crypto comes up and we've always said listen we're not experts we don't know i own crypto i own a lot of different little ones you know right. a little bit here a little bit there and i keep it i keep it in a cold wallet of it i keep in a cold wallet and i don't really look at it i don't really touch it and probably the best because uh, there's people walk around with their phones like checking the update every two minutes and like, yeah oh, you'll drive yourself crazy you'll go crazy you'll die young too I mean, yeah you'll go crazy um and, and one of the things i wanted to say before we end the show and we'll give you an opportunity sure. to let everybody know where they can find you and, mm -hmm. and maybe even sign up for your courses um awesome. there was one dude that i saw he's an i know he's a financial advisor of some sort his, his videos are circulating uh on the social media and stuff like that. And I can't remember the guy's name. He wears glasses. He's an older guy, white hair. And he always gets up there and tells, you're fucking dumb because you don't fucking. And he was talking about Bitcoin. And he said, mm -hmm. if you knew who uh, invented Bitcoin, you'd fucking sell right now. And people were sharing this video with us. And I was like, okay, as a logically thinking adult, you have someone up on stage talking about crypto how it's a bad thing one first of all this guy is probably an investor he's not dumb right he's telling you you know if, if you knew who owned it though and i know who owns it or who created it you would fucking be out of here right now i'm like okay and tell us you right you're hiding it <laughs> this is the type of things that, that, that you have to logically think about when being told what to do by somebody else right at the end of the day there's advice out there, but you got to do your own research. Like you're saying earlier, go do your own homework. Go look into it for yourself. Even with crypto, dude, I don't fucking like, and even, you know, my, my cousin's really involved with it. He's a brilliant guy. He's very smart as far as the crypto stuff is concerned. And he always like, Hey man, you got to look at this coin that's coming out right now. I'm like, okay, how do I go about getting it? You got to go to this website, buy this, convert it to that, flip right, to this. Like and I was like, Whoa, dude. I'm tired and I just did a 10 hour shift. So right. I don't know if I'm going to, you know what I mean? So, um, so I think those things will be innovated on. I, I mean, th those things are going to get better. There's nothing, there's nothing but the Bitcoin got worse. I guess people could say the fees because back in 2012, 2013, the fees were a penny or two penny. Now they're much more, but that's because people pick their own fees. 
has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the coin. It's what exactly what people want. We don't want a central agency to say, here's the fee for doing this. So you're allowed to put whatever fee you want in there. The problem with that is, of course, people, when the value started going up, so let's say now you're moving 50000 or 100000 you want your transaction to go quick. And so you don't mind putting a $4 uh, fee on there. Well, right. the problem with that is then the next guy wants to be better. Than, so he puts $4 in one cent, and then the next guy does $4 in two. And because it's valued so much, now your fees are way high. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, what you said was was important with people and the whole idea of, oh, the CIA created it or something like that. Here, here's the thing about digital currency, that it is a person-to-person exchange of value without the need of a third party. So it means right now I can send you something, you can send me something, nobody else in the world needs to know about it. That's brilliant. That's groundbreaking. That's insane. You don't, And by the way, when you if I wanted to send it to you before crypto, we would both have to have the same bank or something, you know, PayPal or Cash App, and then those people have all of our information, social security number, address, phone number, date of birth. And right. a lot of those places get hacked. And then our information goes out and we get, you know, well, with crypto, you don't need to know me. I don't need to know you. We don't need to know each other's name. We don't need to know each other where they live. We can just trade currency. So that's crypto. So when people say things like, oh, well, crypto is just going to get taken over by the government. This, and it's like time out. Then it's no longer person to person exchange of value. Now you're talking about a central bank digital currency is just fiat digitally. So be careful of what you're demonizing. Of course, we all demonize this. You know, the government should have nothing to do with crypto. It's not what it's intended for. Now they're going to come in and they're going to create their own yeah. and they're going to make it enticing by saying, oh, well, if you use real crypto and somebody steals something from you, you lost your money. But if you use our crypto and somebody steals something from you, we'll repay it. Well, because of course they fucking create it. So <laughs> what do they care? They'll just, you know, it's kind of like credit cards. They don't mind giving people every once in a while a $400 back because they got screwed on something, but that's because they charge people 35% interest. Right. It's very easy to pay somebody off when you do that. So, I mean, when the government does come out with their central bank digital currency, no matter what the enticement is, the problem is, is that so many people in this country have cucked already and they're just going to fall right into place with whatever, because these guys have done Tavistock stuff. They, they know exactly how our minds work. Right. They, they're, they're 10 steps ahead. And even if this is why they don't care about us, if we're, 10% 10% or less, we really don't pose much of a threat. Correct. It would, take, yeah. it would take really getting past that 10% barrier. And conspiracy theorists are just not, they're not, I don't want to say valued in the community. They're not looked upon in a way that makes it enticing for other people to become that. Right. Uh, yeah. Without a doubt. Well said. And I'll say this before we end the show. Sure. Um, with, with people that are hesitant to uh, crypto, Right. And not just crypto, but other things as well. Uh, As far as the financial system is concerned, I think a lot of people still believe that we have something called money and we don't. Now, this Mm -hmm. last month uh, or or so of our show, we've had a lot of different guests on talking about, you know, the straw man, the birth certificate, the creation of money, Jekyll Island, the Federal Reserve. Most of these people still think the Federal Reserve is part of the federal government. There is no such thing as money. Um, that was done away with a long time ago. So the idea of exchanging something you to me, I don't know who you are, you don't know who I am, is the way it was always intended to be. Now, right. you could still even do that today in in, in these kind of uh, pop-up communities that are taking place, right? Like I'll give mm-hmm. you five heads of, of cattle for right. 200 bushels of corn. That is a form of currency just because it's not printed on a paper that says, you know, all debt is uh, or good for um, public tender, whatever it's, you know, whatever it says on your money. Um, mm-hmm. I think these are the people that still believe, well, it's not 
the dollar, so it's bad. But when you go to the bank and open up a credit card, right? They don't have like, okay, your credit limit is $50,000. They don't have $50,000 sitting in a vault somewhere no. that is yours. No, it's just numbers on a computer. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. That's all it is. But it's and, a ledger ran by third parties who mm -hmm. don't have your best interest at heart. Correct. So why not? Uh, you know, crypto is a distributed ledger. Thousands upon millions of people have that ledger and have no uh, desire to control you or, or get one over on you. They're just part of the same club that we yep. see what's going on. Correct. Well, Jaron, man, I want to thank you for your time. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks. Um, yeah, we'll definitely do it again. Uh, before we let you go, and I'll say bye to you after we finish uh, recording here, uh, where can people find you, support you, and maybe sign up for your classes? Sure. So there's lots of places, but uh, the link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E uh, slash Jaronism is a great place because it's kind of got links everywhere. And then I've got my website, Jaronism.com. We do crypto consultations and you can look those up at cryptoclass101.com.au. I work with a guy out of Australia, so that's our website for that. And um, yeah, you can become a channel member. I just turned that on recently with YouTube or we're at Rockfin. So if you're here at Rockfin, you already get to see everything I do uh, anyway. So yeah, rockfin.com slash jaronism and youtube.com slash jaronism is J-E-R-A-N-I-S-M. Beautiful, man. I want to thank you again for your time, and we'll be sure to link all of that information in the show notes. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, absolutely, when this uh, uh, episode drops. Um, but that's it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I have been Big Country. We will see you guys on the next one. Take care. Peace. Peace.